Hello, hello, and welcome to my reinvented podcast, Taboo, where we talk about all the things people are afraid to talk about. If it makes you uncomfortable, I'm probably going to talk about it. Life's too short for ambiguity. So thanks for listening, and here we go. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Today, I am talking about modern dating. I recently turned 30, and even though I have been in a stable relationship for the past two years, I still remember very well the trials of modern dating. If you're about the same age as me, plus or minus a few years, you may have noticed a lot of people announcing their pregnancy ultrasounds, gender reveals, engagement photos, and wedding pictures on social media. But what about our friends who are still single? Being single in a society that is constantly advertising the societal norm as getting married by 30 and having kids shortly after is a huge power statement. I know it may not feel like it, but if you're still at the age of 30 and you are still single, it means you have actively chosen not to settle. Granted, Maybe you got your heart broken and the other person made that choice for you, but rest assured the universe is preparing you for something far better than what you've left behind. So why is modern dating so hard? Why is it so difficult to find that person who loves you unconditionally and encourages you to continue growing and becoming your highest self? Well, it all starts with superficiality. Most people in major cities use online dating apps such as Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, or Coffee Meets Bagel to explore the dating realm. You're given a few photos of someone with a couple of captions, their first name, their age, and the city they live in. I live in New York City, where the male-to-female ratio is about 4 to 1. 4 to 1. Think about that. For every girl in New York City, there are 4 men. So how does this translate on a data app? Well, it's simple. You open the app, you stare at your phone screen for large chunks of time, and you scroll through someone's photos and captions and decide, hmm, yeah, maybe, or nah, not really. After a few hours, days, and weeks of being inundated by photos, you realize that a large amount of the people you end up swiping yes to may never even start a conversation. If you're a pretty bold or outspoken female like me, You may have initiated a few conversations despite the norm that it should be the men who start the conversation, only to later exchange a few messages and just never hear anything back again. In my opinion, these quick-burning chats that would dwindle down after a few hours were much better than the dudes who would text you for a week or two and then never take initiative to plan a date or actually follow through on said date. The worst part of online dating, though, was definitely the ghosting. You'd exchange numbers off the app, start texting with this person, think something may evolve from it, may even go on a couple of dates with them, and then one day, you just never hear back from this person. I know I've seen a lot of quotes on social media that say things like, you don't owe anyone an explanation, but from one human being to another, shooting someone at the bare minimum a text that takes maximum a few minutes to write seems like the decent thing to do. I went on several dates with a few guys, and if I just wasn't feeling it, I'd mention it at the end of the date, or if I still wasn't quite sure about how I truly felt, I'd sit on it for a few nights and then send a message letting them know I was grateful for their time and energy, and even though I didn't think they were the right person for me, I wished them all the best. I don't think there's a feeling worse than being ghosted, to be honest. 
you sit there ruminating on that last text message or that last date wondering, damn, did I say something? Am I not good enough? Am I not worthy of at least a thank you for your time, but I'm sticking with somebody else? If you've ever applied for a job, it's sort of the same principle. You shoot them a copy of your resume, you answer all these questions about why you think you're a good candidate and why you want to work there, only to never even get a response back. I don't know about you, but I appreciate closure. A simple email that said, thank you for your application, but at this time we've chosen to move forward with other candidates was great for me. It let me know, okay, this door has closed and it's not the door for me. Let me look at my other options. And it's the same concept with dating, right? You can try to date 10 people at a time, but that's just not how we're biologically wired. The whole premise of being human, of being an animal, of fulfilling our animal instincts is to create deep and meaningful relationships just like primates. Think about it. The more someone is investing in you, the more someone helps you with dishes, cooks, cleans, picks up kids from school, goes on walks with you, the more you talk to this person, exchange your fears, exchange your goals, exchange sex, the more you connect with them on a deeper level. Ultimately, we are animals, no matter how much people want to believe that we are above them. I read a book recently that shared a study done with a bunch of men who all rated women as more attractive when they were ovulating. Of course, the men had no idea the women were ovulating, but they put a bunch of women and men together at a bar, some were ovulating, others were not, and the men ranked the women who were ovulating as more attractive, which was attributed to the release of pheromones. By the way, if you don't know, pheromones are hormones produced by our bodies which are externally released and perceived on a mostly subconscious level by potential mates, which is what increases our overall attractiveness. But yes, back to that animalistic instinct. The reason one night stands and friends with benefits never truly ends up working is because we are not wired to function that way. Ever heard of oxytocin? The love hormone? Every time you have consensual sex with someone, go into labor, hug someone, cuddle, stroke someone's hair, even pet a dog, this hormone called oxytocin is released. Its release is often coinciding with dopamine and serotonin, our other happiness hormones, which is why we begin to develop feelings for that person. We begin to, quote unquote, get attached. Their presence, hugs, kisses, sex, and other forms of physical touch begin to trigger the release of these hormones, which is also known as catching feelings. So how does this all play into modern dating? Well, this is the part a lot of people don't want to hear. If you have just gotten out of a relationship with someone that you spent one, two, four, ten years of your life with, how on earth can you possibly be ready to just jump into another relationship a week, a month, three months later? People are so afraid to be alone that they will cling desperately to any semblance of feeling wanted or attracted to someone and settle there. I remember when I finally broke up with my high school boyfriend. We had been dating for like four years. I had just started undergrad at UMiami. Of course, I was devastated that we broke up because, like all young girls, I thought he was the one. But the last few months of the relationship were so toxic, we both knew we couldn't settle for it. I walked around undergrad feeling so broken and lost emotionally. And every weekend when it came time to party, I turned to alcohol to help me cope with my feelings. And by cope, I mean numb them. I felt good while I was drinking because I felt nothing. I was happy. 
And then the next morning when the alcohol faded, I would wake up feeling so lonely. I was never a one night stand type of girl. I had one of those once and thought to myself, there's no way I could do this every weekend. Besides the fear of the unknown of catching some kind of STD, it was the emptiness I was feeling afterwards that made me realize I felt even more alone. I share this story to shed light on the fact that after my high school boyfriend and I broke up, it took me years to even seriously date someone again. And even then, after a couple months of dating them, I still wasn't ready. I kept thinking of the dynamic with my ex and I found myself unable to open up and be vulnerable with this new person. It wasn't fair to them. So I ended with the classic, it's not you, it's me excuse, because it was the truth. I spent the next few years working on loving myself. What do I want to do today? What do I want to eat today? And on days when I was sad, I would go for a long walk and feel the sun on my skin. I would light a candle at night and take out a journal and write why I felt sad. I spent a lot of time contemplating my last relationship. Why did I take so long to break up with him? Why didn't he love me? If I would have done this, would he have stayed? And as I furiously wrote in my journal, the answers started to shift and become things like, next time I will openly communicate how I feel more clearly. How can I remember my self-worth and not settle for less? How will I know that the next person is deserving of my time? How do you know if someone really loves you? And this is probably the biggest issue with modern dating for me. As humans living our own human experiences, everyone has endured some sort of trauma. There's two types of trauma, little t trauma and big t trauma. Most of these start either in your childhood or if you have a beautiful childhood, maybe they appear in your adolescence. Maybe your dad was an alcoholic. Maybe you didn't even have a dad. Maybe your dad was verbally or emotionally abusive towards your mom. Maybe your mom let your father treat her that way. Maybe your mom modeled a subservient female archetype for you. Maybe you were adopted and have struggled with not knowing who your real parents were. Then you start to grow up and go out into the real world with all of these childhood traumas still not processed. Maybe you were bullied. Maybe you were cheated on. Maybe someone once told you, you're not good enough. Maybe someone once told you, I could never love you. Maybe someone called you out for being an asshole. Maybe you cheated on someone. Maybe you told someone once they weren't good enough. Maybe you once told someone you could never love them. And so now, instead of taking these wounds and taking time to sit, to reflect, to really look within yourself and ask, is this true? Or why did I cheat on this person? Or why did this person cheat on me? We quickly pack up all our shit, or as I like to think of it, a suitcase of emotional baggage, and we try to hop on the next available flight, or in this case, person, who will give us the attention we think we need. And so the cycle continues. You're broken. You're hurting. You look for someone to nourish these wounds. Ultimately, they can't nourish these wounds because only you can. And once you realize you're still not happy, you break up, end things with this person, and now they are hurt and broken. So as you can see, a huge chunk of modern dating would be so much more manageable if people would really sit and take time to be with themselves, to work on themselves, to really look within. We all have that friend, that friend that can never be alone. They jump from relationship to relationship to relationship so quickly. 
you open up your Instagram feed and you see, I love you so much, baby, forever and ever on the caption. And then you zoom into the photo and you say, wait, what the hell? This isn't the same guy she was dating. And before you know it, you're 15 minutes deep into stalking their feed, looking for a photo or tagged photo to verify that you're not crazy. And then you realize two weeks or months ago, they were posting that same caption with a picture of a different dude. These friends not only do this with men, but also with their own friends. Come on, we all have this friend. They can't eat alone. They want to go out or hang out with people every night. They're constantly on their phones, texting people, calling people, or on social media. Why? Because the very thought of having to sit with themselves in silence to let all those doubts, insecurities, and inner demons out for them to process would be a lot. And they probably don't want to do that or they aren't ready for that. But let me tell you a secret. If this is you, you can only keep running for so long. Maybe you need a therapist. Maybe you need to try yoga. Maybe you need to try meditation. Maybe you could start with something as simple as turning off your phone and TV when you get home from work and just see what happens. What comes up for you? What are you thinking about? What happens when you remove all of your distractions? The other problem with modern dating is the expectation. Expectation is the root of of disappointment. So many of my friends got on online dating apps, went on two dates with a dude, and would then call, text, or post in our group chats that they had finally found the one. How on earth could you possibly think that you found the one after two dates? What are this person's goals, dreams, desires? Do they want kids? Do they have kids? When was their last relationship? Why did it end? We are in such a rush to get to the finish line, that white picket fence house with the perfect relationship and the perfect kids, that we don't stop to enjoy the journey. Life is about the journey, not the destination. Dating takes time. Cultivating a relationship with someone takes time. Now, I'm not saying 10 years because that's a whole other red flag, but surely at least a few months. If you are 25 and single and wondering when you're going to meet the person of your dreams because you want to have kids by 30, that's all fine and dandy, but destiny may have other plans for you. So often the dream we write out in our journal about the way we want to live our lives isn't the way it will actually go down. And you have to learn how to surrender and be okay with that, or you will be faced with severe disappointment. People are so ready to commit to someone without truly knowing this person, What were their childhood traumas? How was their upbringing? Are they religious? What are their political beliefs? Do they want kids? How do they want to raise their kids? What are their life goals? What areas of their life do they want to improve? There is no such thing as asking too many questions when it comes to dating. To form a truly functional and healthy relationship before even talking about marriage All of these things should be discussed. Where do you want to live? Do you want to be close to your family? Have you been married previously? Why did your last relationship end? When did your last relationship end? What's your love language? What areas of your life do you see the need for the most improvement? Where do you see yourself in five years? Some of these questions sound silly or obvious, But the amount of times I've heard of people dating someone and marrying them and then divorcing them because they later found out they were still married or they had a kid 
or they dated for two years and then found out the person wanted to live somewhere that was a non-negotiable for them. So don't be afraid to ask all the questions. Sit down by yourself and make a list. What do you want to know? What is important for you to know? How will the answers this person gives you change your beliefs and actions? A lot of these expectations boil down to societal pressures. Who said you have to have kids by 30? If you're exercising and eating healthy, as long as you have an ovary that's releasing eggs, you could have a perfectly healthy child at 40. Who said you have to be married by 25 or married by 30? What happens if you get married at 31? What happens if you get married at 35? What happens if you never get married? What happens if you decide to choose yourself and work on yourself and make yourself happy in this lifetime? What happens if you don't want kids? Are you selfish? Absolutely not. Why is this idea that we are here on this earth to find a soulmate and have babies the only idea? Maybe some people are here for that, but not everyone is. So how can you make modern dating more enjoyable for yourself? One, ask yourself, should I really be dating right now? Did I just get out of a relationship? Why did this relationship end? Do I really want to date right now? Or should I be working on myself, loving myself, learning how to love myself? Two, ask yourself, why am I dating right now? Is it because I am truly ready to open up to someone and commit to working with them through life's trials? Or is it because I'm 29 and I'm almost 30 and what is my family going to think about me? If you're already dating someone, ask yourself, is this person meeting all of my expectations? Is this person loving me unconditionally and helping me grow into a better version of myself? Is this person listening to me and communicating effectively with me? And if not, how can we both work together to improve in these arenas? If you're already in a relationship, ask yourself, do I really want kids? Why do I want kids? Is it because I'm 30 and everyone else is having them? Is it because my family really wants grandkids? Am I ready to have kids? Am I ready to sacrifice my time and energy for a child? Have I reached my career goals? Have I experienced all the things that I feel I needed to experience before having a child? There are no right or wrong answers to these questions. There are no right or wrong answers to this life. Part of the human experience is that we get to actively choose what our life will look like. If you are single, embrace it. Enjoy time alone. Discover your passions. Reawaken your old passions. Reawaken your inner child. Find new hobbies that you love. Treat yourself the way you'd want a partner to treat you. Buy yourself a new workout outfit. Go to the movies. Order takeout from your favorite restaurant. Book yourself a weekend retreat. Find a tribe of supportive friends and people who will help you grow. If you're ready to get back into the dating world, treat people the way that you want them to treat you. Answer their text in a timely manner instead of writing back four days later. If you're not interested, just respond with something as simple as, thanks for reaching out, but I'm just not really feeling a connection. Or I appreciate your time and energy, but I feel like the chemistry just isn't there. If they did something shitty, they didn't pay for your date, they cheated on you, etc., then you can say you owe them nothing. 
But if you really want to make them recognize their actions, a simple message like, it really hurt me that you said or did X, Y, Z. I promised to value myself and recognize my worth. So this is me doing that. And then if you want to cut off ties with them, block, delete them, never speak to them again. If you're in a relationship, make sure you're happy. Make sure your partner is happy. Are you feeling like you're on a wild roller coaster of emotions every week? Or do you finish every day with gratitude for your partner and healthy conversations? Do you know everything you want or need to know about this person before committing to a relationship or lifetime with them? If not, what do you need to do so the answer to that question changes? Wherever you are on your dating journey, give yourself grace. We are all learning, growing, developing. Communication is an art form. It takes time, effort, patience. Self-love is a practice. It takes years, effort, vulnerability. Really sitting down with yourself and looking at the essence of who you are. I hope you learn to love yourself. I hope you learn to respect yourself. I hope you realize your self-worth and your power. Remember that when things are meant for you, they flow. Yes, they require effort, but they shouldn't require screaming, crying, silent treatments. Raise your expectations. Never settle for less than you deserve. And lastly, ask yourself, are you truly happy or are you just comfortable and complacent? Tough questions, huh? If you're still listening, thank you. Stay tuned for some raw, honest, real conversations, and thank you for joining me on this journey. Stay tuned for the next episode, and please like, rate, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. If you have questions, comments, feedback, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at chrisalek. Have a wonderful day or night, wherever you may be. Sending you so much love, Kristen.